Hello, mortgage fans. Uh, so we're back for another market update. This time it's to review the month of March in 2022. And um, there's four things we want to talk through in a bit more detail today, which is going to be um, the UK base rate and what impact that's having on mortgage rates overall. Uh, then I want to look at house prices as they've reached record levels again and see what's driving some of that. Um, then um, due to the sort of the big affordability squeeze, lenders are really loving higher earners at the minute. So I'm going to break that down in more detail. And lastly, of course, look at money and mortgage rates. Um, so also, before we sort of dive too far into that, if I'm a little bit slurred or slow today, um, that's because I played rugby yesterday and got quite a massive smack on the head. Um, it was uh, a try-saving tackle, so I'm very happy with that. Still got it, even though I'm quite old. Um, but I've noticed I'm a little bit slower today, maybe in part because some of the post-match beers as well. Who knows? But uh, anything that happens for me, my, my apologies. But you're not here to hear about my very low-level rugby career. We are here to learn about mortgages. So um, on that note, let's dive into the first topic, uh, which is the UK base rate and mortgage rates that are on the rise. Um, that is the number one topic in the mortgage world right now. Um, not just that rates are going up, that's quite obvious. And I'm gonna talk about that uh, in a bit more detail as well. But it's really, in our world, it's just the, the volume and speed at which rates are changing. It's now quite common for us to get an email at say 4 p.m to say that this rate is going at midnight or even earlier. Um, so therefore, there's been a lot of burning of candle wax um, and a lot of late nights for us poor mortgage brokers uh, to make sure that you lovely clients get the rates that you sh should be applying for. Uh, but it's just a very, very difficult environment. It's also very difficult conversations for someone to say, yeah, what we said two days ago is no longer true. Um, it feels like salesmanship. That's why I'm sort of really laboring the point here. It's really, really not. Um, if you're in a position to proceed, please do and do it very quickly. Because I'd probably say if you were given a quote even a week ago, it's probably still not valid. Um, doesn't mean you can't get what you were quoted, maybe a different lender, maybe the terms are slightly different. Um, things aren't going astronomical, but it is just the speed and just frequency of those changes that are really, really difficult. So for that reason, that's why we're talking to our clients six months out from their current product ending. Um, the reason why we do it six months out is because a mortgage offer is valid for six months, so you can't really do anything before then. Um, that gives us enough time to get the mortgage application done, um, offer issued, and then that also then locks in any future changes. So from the way it works in mortgages is from the moment you apply, that books the rate. So you can't do anything to actually sort of physically apply for the mortgage. Um, so that that does that part of it. Um, but then also what happens is, let, let's say sort of three months down the line, the lender changes their rates or the Bank of England changes rates again, doesn't affect you at all. So six months out is the earliest we can do it. And that's why we talk to clients that early out as well. And just to really sort of illustrate the point and why we're doing this the way we are, is that um, if you take sort of five-year fixed rates at the moment, that's probably the, the most common mortgage we're arranging right now is a five-year fixed for obvious reasons. So that's going to safeguard you for the longer term against rate rises. Um, the lowest the five-year fixed rates ever got, ever, was last September, so September 21, uh, when the lowest rate on the market was 0.91%, I believe. Today, the very best five-year fixed is 1.8, sorry, 1.98%. I did caveat this earlier. Um, and that is a 1.07% rise, while the Bank of England have only risen rates by 06 
Now, the reason why that's happening is banks don't just respond to the Bank of England, they try and second guess where they're going. And I'm gonna talk about this in more detail when we get to the money market section later as well. Um, but so what banks are, are really doing is sort of saying, well, actually, it's great that the Bank of England raised rates by 0.6, they think they're gonna go higher still. So that's why there's always a buffer ahead of where rates are gonna go. So when rates are falling, that's cool. We've had that for the last two years, um, but obviously it's going the other way now. So we need to get in there as soon as possible. Um, the other factor is also inflation. Um, last week, I believe the inflation rate was updated to 6.2% and it's project projected to go much higher still this year. It could go well over 9% of the expectations. Um, so the Bank of England got really difficult balance to strike here um, because one, they need to respond um, to inflation. The typical thing to do would be to raise interest rates to rein back spending. But then you don't want to go too far with that because the UK economy is actually responding really well post-COVID. We're probably one of the best performing Western nations because we're now above pre-pandemic levels of GDP. So that's all really positive. It's a really difficult balancing act. So um, the, the sort of the direction of travel is really clear. Rates will continue to rise probably into next year, certainly for the remainder of this year. But then it's probable they're going to sort of top off. So we'll pick that point back up a bit more when we come to the money market rates as well. Um, so the next point then is around house prices as they've reached yet another record level. And this is probably going to happen month on month. It's going to be quite sort of boring hearing this. But, um, you know, once um, house prices reach a new record level and then they're rising further still, every month is going to be a record. I don't see that changing. Um, really interesting stats from uh, the Nationwide Building Society. They tend to be quite hot with their stats. And also um, they're one of the biggest mortgage lenders in the UK. So a really good barometer of what's going on. Um, they think the annual rate of house price growth up to March this year um, is 14.3% and prices rose 1.1% in March alone, which traditionally acquired a month. Um, so that alone um, means obviously the house prices are going to be going up. Um, and it also makes, interestingly, the average property in the UK is now 21% higher than it was pre-pandemic. So in March 2020, um, rates uh, mortgage prices are now 21% higher. Um, the big driver on that is the lack of stock. Uh, it's really, really clear. Um, I think there's one other state agent we spoke to that uh, I believe, what's the figure? It was something like there's 47 applicants for every single property they've got on the market and they can't remember a time when they've had such little stock available. Um, and that dynamic is not expected to change anytime soon as well. So if it wasn't tough enough to contend with constant rate rises, you've actually got to find a place to buy in the first place. Um, so again, simple message is if you are thinking of moving or in a position to move, I really would urge you to do that as soon as you can, because um, these conditions aren't really going to change. The base rate is going to keep going up, mortgage rates are going to keep going up, and it looks like house prices are going to keep going up as well if you can find one in the first place. So um, challenging environment, but rewarding if you get there. So we can certainly help you with the finance side of that stuff. So linked to that then will be uh, the next point I want to discuss, which is um, lenders who love higher earners. Um, I touched on it briefly before. So inflation is currently at 6.2%. However, real inflation could be way higher uh, for some people. Um, you know, if you've filled up the car, put the uh, heating on, you know, anything like that, um, it's just brutally expensive. Um, so that sort of 6.2%, I actually think it's probably much higher for, for many people because it seems like a sort of act of flamboyant wealth just to put the heat on um, uh, in this sort of current cold snap we're having. Um, now, it's all sort of quite funny for us and sort of um, the sort of the market that we deal with. But there's a very real edge to this that, um, you know, if you look at sort of the average 
UK sort of household. Um, and I've got some figures from HMRC on this. Um, the average UK income is £24,600, uh, which interestingly is 6.3% up from the same time last year. So if you take the inflation as a benchmark, no one's better off, even though wages are going up. Um, so if you have a fixed salary at that level and maybe just one household income, life's really tough. Like you, obviously, if you follow the news, you see some real horror stories around this. So it's really sad. Um, so fortunately for us, that's not really our market. Um, you know, I personally built this business and I've always done it with the intention of working with far more successful people. Um, primarily is it's a good business tactic, but secondly, it just makes the work more interesting, if, if I'm honest. Um, so we deal with quite successful people, even by London standards, to be honest. So we're, we're well above those sort of national averages. Um, so you, you people probably aren't feeling this too much. The reality is, do you switch your shopping from a Cardo to Sainsbury's or do you maybe not go abroad one time this year? Um, you know, it's obviously quite irritating, but, you know, it's not life and death stuff, is it? You know, life sort of carries on. Um, and so for that very practical reason, that's why banks are looking toward higher earners. And how this sort of this isn't sort of a, a solid thing, but a sort of general finger in the air of what banks consider higher earners are. If your personal income is above seventy five thousand, or if your household income is above a hundred thousand, um, that's typically where banks become more flexible. So we've got a couple of arrangements where you can buy a property up to one million pounds with just a five percent deposit. Um, obviously, your income has to be quite high to justify that in the first place. Um, and other lenders will go to something like five and a half or even six times your income as a loan amount. Although the caveat is you would need more than a 5% deposit to make that happen. Typically, around 20, 25% uh, is where you get to those larger income multiples. Um, banks always take that classic risk view of the smaller the deposit, the more risky it is to them. And that's why you can typically borrow more if you put down a bigger deposit. So, you know, this is something that, you know, pretty much my whole working career for the last 20 years, I've, I've forged really good relationships with banks in this area. So there's some quite major high street lenders that give us access to the things I've just mentioned. We also get exclusive products, but most crucially, we get access to underwriting teams that don't have a formal um, underwriting guide as such. They, you know, they'll look at a case, if it makes sense, they'll do it. And the general rule is the higher the income, the more they'll bend their rules. So if you are in that bracket and sort of really want to push the boundaries, please do talk to us because we can probably do more than other people you're going to talk to. Okay, so last point then is how this all sort of plays in money markets and mortgage rates. So if we have a look at what money markets have done in the last month. So um, two-year money is up by 0.51% to 2%. Five-year money is up 0.52% to 1.89%. Uh, Three-month LIBOR is up by 0.152 to 1.03%, and that's the first time it's gone above 1% in a very long time. And the UK base rate also went up as well um, from half a percent to uh, 0.75 in their meeting this week. Uh, I don't believe the Bank of England are meeting in April, so it'll be May uh, the next time we have a meeting there. Um, those sources are from the ice.com and globalmarketrates.com, if anyone's interested. Um, and that's sort of really backs up to what I've mentioned a few times already. The trajectory is pretty clear. We expect interest rates to rise at least 1% from here. Um, then it should level off and then we'll sort of see where inflation goes. So hence why I picked up the example of a five-year fixed rate. Our sort of default recommendation at the moment is it's a good idea to fix for the longer term. Now, what's long for some people is, is different. Some it's two, some it's five, some it's even 10 years. Um, so, you know, we'll have that conversation about what suits you and, and your situation.
So how that translates into mortgage rates. So these are actually sort of the rates that you pay. And again, the caveat on this is that this is typically if you have a very straightforward situation and probably a 40% deposit or more. Um, so if you're in that bracket, um, interest rates start from 1.9% from a two-year fixed. Interestingly, last month that was 1.55. Uh, Five-year rates start at 1.98%. Um, and again, last month that was 1.68. And the best variable rates start at 1.09, which was 0.79% last month. Um, also, it's worth noting that was a discount product. So please see a previous update about why discount products are very misleading. So that's artificially low. So it's not really advisable for many people. And if you're looking to get a buy to let, uh, the lowest rates start at 1.39%. So as I say, um, they are graded dependent on how much um, equity you have to put in and also your personal situation. Um, and those products were survived. Uh, provided by our sourcing tool, uh, which is 27 Tech, uh, and that was done just yesterday. So thank you for bearing with me. Uh, that knock on the head does seem to have a bit of an impact today, so so my apologies. But hopefully I'll be back next month without being smacked on the head, and uh, we can enjoy another market update then. So speak soon.